Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium strollering crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, your it's show time! One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha, come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. I believe this is episode 334 for the <laughs> week of August 27th, 2020. So. You, sh- you should just start making up arbitrary numbers like Drew Carey did on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Add some letters in there. <laughs> this is episode 37A B plus. Start doing it in Roman numerals. <laughs> Once I go past like 10, I don't really know my Roman numerals. They just kind of repeat for a while. Yeah. It, it gets difficult when you get to like 50 and 100. Those are the, like the, the hard ones. Yeah, it's C and M and L and right. whatever all that stuff is. Yep. So um, this week we are back, you know, two weeks in a row here. But Keith wasn't able to make it two weeks in a row. Yeah, his uh, his internet is protesting like the NBA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> different reasons, though. There's different reasons. Let's let's just get that straight. Um, yeah, his uh, internet is not working, so he's probably going to go into bed early. So if his internet came back on, I don't think he'll make it. But uh, you do have Matt and I. And uh, I know Matt wanted to say something, but Matt, before we get into into that, uh, back earlier in the summer, uh, beginning of July, you went to Hilton Head and, um, with, with your family, not by yourself. Correct. And uh, this is your second time being there, but we, didn't, I mean, we haven't really discussed it too much. Uh, how do you like Hilton Head comparing that to like Disney World? Uh, it's a different feel. It's more laid back. It's, uh, you know, it's Southern South Carolina. So you don't, it's touristy, but it's not as touristy as say Orlando is. And there's a ton of other, uh, you know, big resorts along the beaches and everything there. So, um, the resort there is a bit smaller, so it's a little more difficult to get in there, but there's nothing that you can't go in and, and, you know, they've got beach access they've got two pools you know there, there's tons of stuff to do so we really enjoy it it's um kind of on the borderline where it's it's close enough to drive but almost a little too far to drive so it, it's uh, a little more manageable than having to drive you know nine hours to get to orlando right now is it um i mean you get the little touches of disney there do you feel like it's uh you get the disney magic when you're there uh, you do the you know you've got all the cast members who were go above and beyond like they do with all the resorts and i think i don't know if it's because it is not right there in the bubble and everything to me they're a little more 
attentive, maybe because there's not as many guests there. Um, but these, they seem to be a little more attentive, a little more kind of outgoing and want to speak and, hey, how are you doing, all this kind of stuff. Um, they don't have any type of characters whatsoever, so right. you don't get that, which is not that big of a deal. Um, you know, the, the resorts, you get the feel, you walk around, you're like, you know, I kind of feel like I'm, I could be in Orlando if I didn't know I was in, you know, South Carolina right now. So, right, right. Um, yeah, you, you get the, they get, they have some of the topiary, so you get the, the touches there. You've got some uh, Disney snacks there. They've got uh, Dole Whips and Mickey pretzels and uh, some other stuff. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. So, you know, they do have the little touches here and there. You just don't get the full-blown experience with, you know, characters roaming and all that kind of stuff. I mean, who wants to go there and get a Dole Whip? If they have the citrus swirl, man, I'd be all for that. Well, let me tell you, if it was a citrus swirl, it probably would have been a completely different experience. But I get there, and the first day and I go out, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to get a Dole Whip just for Keith, and, you know, just kind of... And the machine's broken. Oh, like, well, geez. if you go... If you go across the street to where the beach house is, they've got them over there, but that closes at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it was already too late by that point. So, um, and it was, it was broke like the whole time we were there. So I was just like, this is, this is ridiculous. And I ended up not getting a Dole Whip because, uh, one, there was one day we, we sat at the pool and then we took the kids to go play putt putt. And we're like, all right, on the way back, let's just stop and get a, a Dole Whip. Well, we go, over to the beach house to get there and they had already closed so i did not end up getting a deal with that trip oh, you know it's like uh one of those things like you i guess you i guess you weren't really expecting it nor were you truly disappointed just because it was a dole whip so i mean i knew they had them so i was like you know it'd be nice just to have that even though it's not a citrus swirl and so i was kind of looking forward to it and then once the machine was broken i was like well, i don't really want to either go catch a shuttle or get in my car and drive across the street to the you know the beach house to get one so it was kind of a it was more of a hassle than what it was worth right now did you see that um using the the shuttles did they come often enough yeah we um the first day we were there we went over to the beach and my brother was there and he, they actually left early enough to where they got to a parking spot over at the beach house. Um, so when I left with my family, all the spots were full. So I had I dropped them off and then came back and parked and got on a shuttle. And it just so happened. I mean, there were probably, uh, if I had to guess, 10 to 12 people waiting to catch a shuttle to go across. And two of them pulled up. So it, it took it pretty quick. Now, you know, obviously they only took... I don't know, maybe six people on the shuttles. It was like, you know, if you were together, you rode in one row. And if you were by yourself, you had that row all to yourself. So it took, I think it was maybe six. And, and these are the little, like the little mini buses, I guess you would call them. Um, so yeah, it definitely wasn't a, a full bus. You had to have your mask. If you were getting on the, uh, if the, on the bus, if you did not have one, they would not let you get on the tram. So you could either walk or drive. Um, if you were going in the uh, the store there or in the lobby, you had to have a mask on. Uh, they were pretty good about if you were walking the grounds, you know, hey, you need to 
have your mask on or you need to pull it up or, or something like that. There's a couple times actually I forgot mine and I'm walking and then by the time I look at somebody, he goes to say something I'm like, yep, my mask and I turn around and go back to the room. So, gotcha. so yeah, they, they were pretty, pretty good about, and it, it was everybody. It was, you know, lifeguards. It was people in the shop. It was, um, custodians that were, you know, dumping trash or getting ready to clean a room. So they were all pretty good about making sure someone had a, I had a mask on and at least wearing it properly. Right. I gotcha. Um, you know, we'll step away from that. And I, we, uh, wanted to talk about, uh, something that we had received this week. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, we, um, got a message on Facebook from a Mindy Shearer Abel. And, uh, she said, Hi, I've been listening to your podcast the past couple of weeks, and you guys are, are hilarious. I work third shift on assembly line and sometimes start laughing. I know the guys are thinking, what is this crazy woman? I hope you continue this podcast. I love listening to all you guys' ideas and comments, and it helps the time go by faster. Thanks from one Disney lover to all you Disney lovers, Mindy. Yeah, those are really nice. I, uh, I know the three of us were talking about that, and uh, we like hearing that, especially considering that we were gone for a couple of months for the summer. Right. So, uh, you know, it's nice to hear that new people are tuning in and people are still tuning in each week. So um, I, I'm thankful for that. So thank you, Mindy. I was going to say, the thing that, that I was curious about, because she didn't really specify, is she listening from the beginning? So is she getting, like, the Allen experience and doesn't know what the train wreck is waiting for when oh, she gets to yeah. where I come in the picture? Or, or what's going on there? Well, the train wreck was Scott. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of all of us, and, 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 <laughs> and Scott, you guys had to recover. And Scott's listening, too, so that's even the best part. So <laughs> hopefully he's driving down, I guess, I-95 going to work, and he's like, oh, I hate you, I hate you. So there you go, Scott. <laughs> Maybe it's not on. I don't. Where, however, yes, there. But I think that I think it's. I was gonna say, is he on ninety five? Because he's ever on the coast now, right? Yeah, he's he, he lives. I think outside of Jacksonville, south of Jacksonville. Oh, he's closer to uh, Kissimmee. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Kissimmee. Do you remember the commercials for Kissimmee? Like Kissimmee St. Cloud. Come oh, yeah. Kissimmee St. Cloud. You don't see those anymore. Now it's just yeah, coming to Florida. There was one year we went down and my parents actually got suckered into a timeshare down there. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was the first time we'd ever been to around uh, uh, Kissimmee and uh, what's the place I'm thinking of? Anyway, that area. And it was, we really enjoyed it. It was nice, but you know, they, <laughs> they regretted having to sit through that, that, you know, speech or whatever about the timeshare. Right. Um, that wasted a day, but they they set through it and sucked it up to have a, a discounted place wherever we stayed. It was. Yeah, I, I know my parents did that once, and I think it was for free tickets to Disney World. Now, obviously, they didn't buy anything, but uh, I mean, I remember them going in and us hanging out outside. I don't just vague memories, you know. Yeah. Us hanging outside the room where they were and looking in the windows, watching. And yeah. To finish. I think that trip was our first trip we got our experience with love bugs and realize um, that we don't ever want to go back during that time of the yeah. year again the love bugs <laughs> getting squished on the window in front of you the love bugs yeah so um i guess with that we will uh take a short break i'm going to send it over to steve for the news steve take it away <laughs> Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. 
thousands of furloughed Walt Disney World cast members have received notices from Disney that they will remain on furlough until further notice due to the coronavirus. Even though Disney has brought back tens of thousands of cast members, there's still a large contingent of employees awaiting a callback. The note was sent out days before Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld participated in a roundtable discussion on theme parks with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. On Wednesday, all three theme park, com- all three theme park companies said they believe they can accommodate an increased capacity safely, but at this point, their biggest challenge is getting the message out to the public that the parks are safe. The governor said he is all for the increased capacity, but it looks like it's going to be up to the customers to decide. Disney Parks chairman Josh DeMauro, in a separate interview with CEO of the U.S. Travel Association, said he and his staff feel the pressure to keep all safe. The idea of people trusting Disney is a big deal. It's a big responsibility, and I feel that weight on my shoulders, and I know our leadership team feels that, DeMauro said. To get the parks ready for guests, Disney focused on five areas for the reopening. One, health and wellness for cast members and guests. Two, enhanced cleaning. Three, the use of technology solutions to limit physical contact. And much of the technological advances implemented during the Disney World's reopening, such as the push to contactless payment, expand mobile ordering, table service reservations and check-in, and electronic restaurant wait lists, are probably going to be here to stay, DeMauro said. Four, it was new and enhanced training for cast members. And five, working together. That involves Disney doing its part for safety and guests needing to do their part in helping to physically distance and wear masks. That last point, well, it became problematic. On August 14th, for the first time, a Disney guest struck an Epcot security guard in the head and threatened to kill him after the security guard reminded the Orlando man to follow theme park mask rules. The man, his wife, and three kids reportedly arrived at Epcot security wearing improper masks. The family returned to the car and came back, but one child still wore a mask that didn't fit Disney rules. The man began to curse and said, call the police. They'll have to shoot me to leave. As the security guard reached for his phone to call the supervisor, the situation escalated and the man struck the guard with an open hand. The man has now been charged with the misdemeanor charge of assault. We expect guests to treat our cast members with courtesy and respect, and while the vast majority of guests have adopted to our new measures, this unfortunate case required law enforcement, according to a statement from Disney. So, to sum up the week in news, Disney needs to make sure that all understand theme parks are safe so capacity can increase, the increase would bring back more furlough cast members, and one way for cast members to feel safe is for guests not to hit them. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. Hello, and we are back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. I was just trying to start the show or ending it, you know? You're still trying to come up with a topic idea while you're bringing us back from break. <laughs> Hello, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Exactly. Um, yeah, we are back here. I want to thank Steve for the news. You can check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. Uh, we'll mention that again later on. But for now, hopefully you enjoyed Steve's segment. We're glad he's back with us after our hiatus. So this week on the show, it's just Matt and I, like I said before. Uh, we are going to talk about everything, anything that comes into my head. So right now I'm just trying to look around the room and see what I can talk about. Um, I have um, a Trader Sam mug in front of me, so we could always talk about Trader Sam's at the Polynesian, but you haven't been there yet, right? 
I have not. I've been past the door a couple times, but I've never actually crossed the threshold to go in. Okay, so we can't do that. We can't talk about that. <laughs> I think that's really pretty much the only... Well, I have a, a picture of me, Keith, and uh, uh, Alan in the in Adventureland frame. Um, I don't have an Adventureland frame, so we can't talk about that either. Yeah, you can't talk I, about and, the frame. I, and I definitely don't have that picture. No, I can send it to you if you'd like. Want me to send you a picture? I'll take a picture and send it over to you. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, so... Why don't we talk about, let's take a step back in time when the parks were a little bit more normal here. And let's talk about, like, arrival day here at Disney World. You know, how you, what do you do when you first get to Disney World? I guess it's also going to be based on what time you get to the parks. Like, the last time we got down there in March, we were there. We didn't get to our hotel room 2.30 in the morning, so obviously we didn't do much of anything. But um, typically when you're going to arrive you know, at the, the resort, what is like the one thing that like your family loves to do when you, when you first get there? Well, normally for us, um, my wife is not an early traveler. She does not like early flights. So we normally wouldn't fly out until probably noon at the earliest. Um, so that would be putting us there one thirty, quarter to two, somewhere around that time frame. Um, so normally by the time we get there, it's not really worth it to try and get into a park to me. That's well, then if you were going in the summer and they didn't close to like midnight, maybe if you could still squeeze in 10 hours, but normally we wouldn't do that because it's, it's just not worth the money to us. So, um, it kind of depends on what everybody's mood is. Uh, a lot of times we go down there and just jump in the pool. Uh, if we didn't do that, we would go to Disney Springs and just kind of, you know, kick around, find some uh, some snacks to, to eat because usually we might eat before we get on the plane and then we won't have anything till we get down there. Um, then that evening we would have had some kind of, you know, dinner reservation plan. More than likely probably been eating uh, at Disney Springs because we would have stayed, if I had to guess, at Pop and, you know, I mean, Pop's okay to eat at, but your, your first day you kind of want to find something that's a little bit better than that. Yeah, so I get it. It's like it's you don't know because it's you don't know what time you're going to be there for the most part or what's going on. Uh, you know, for us, it's the same thing. You don't know. Most of the time, we'll get there late, but if it's in the morning, we might go grab some breakfast right away or some. Or more realistically, it's like lunch or a snack, and then a lot of the times we'll try to go to the park. You know, drop our, our bags off at the uh, um, guest uh, the, the bellhop and, and have them hold their bags until later on. Um, but it's all—it's always different. But anytime we end up going to the park the first day, when it's a longer trip, we try to make it like it's uh, the Magic Kingdom. We love going to the Magic Kingdom the first day because mm-hmm. that's like when we truly feel like we're at Disney, is stepping into the Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. I mean, yeah, sure, we've gone to Epcot the first day, we've gone to Animal Kingdom the first day, but most of the time, nine out of ten times, it's going to be the Magic Kingdom because that's where we feel more at home. Um, but it's like it's it's not ever. I mean, I know people that it's the same thing. They they'll they'll make a reservation at let's say, um, uh, I don't know, just say Garden Grill for for lunch. You know, their first day or breakfast for the first day, um, and they'll make their first day at Epcot. And their first ride of the day will be Spaceship Earth. We don't have any kind of tradition like that. We're more like go with the flow as much yeah. as you can. You know, we don't. If it's just Magic Kingdom, we'll set it for the Magic Kingdom, but 
all the, the problems that we've had flying and, and having delays, we never try to book anything the first day. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking this when I go down in January, um, the they have a flight at like 6 in the morning that I'm probably more than likely going to end up taking. So I would be down in Florida about 7.30ish. So I'm debating on going ahead and getting a, a, a day ticket for that day. And I, like you said, I probably would go straight to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, one, it's, you know, it's makes you feel, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in Disney, I'm here. Uh, and two, I want to try and get on Splash Mountain as many times as I can before I don't have that option anymore. So, right. um, If it's still there yeah, then. Well, that's what, you know, in January, normally it's down for maintenance or whatever. I'm crossing my fingers that if they're going to be, you know, redoing everything, that they're not going to worry about doing maintenance. But who knows what they've got planned. I mean, it, like, we could wake up tomorrow and they just say, okay, it's just done. See you later. So, And it, with the news coming out today that Disneyland has removed the Zippity-Doo-Dah song from the ride, already just having that is taking away from the attraction because that song is so powerful at the end it, it just means so much it's it's gonna hurt yeah i mean you can at least still hear it at on the attraction itself but to me i i don't know why you're gonna go ahead and, and remove it now just wait until the ride's down and then you can pull it off i, I would i, I don't know i i, I mean I get why Disney's doing it, and you know they're they're trying to take advantage of, of with everything that's going on now and some good PC and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get it, but I mean to to me it, it's a it, it's a song. What's it going to hurt to let it play until the the attraction itself is gone? I think it's just all getting out of hand. It's just you know at what point do you just say enough is enough? It's um. You know, you really want to stretch it. Are you going to take the presidents off the the bills? I mean, are you, is that going to happen next? Um, granted, the government isn't isn't a, uh, a corporation, but you know, at some point, where do you draw the line at removing historical figures and, and whatnot? I, obviously, this isn't. I'm not. I'm not basing you know Song of the South on a historical figure, but uh, it's like, where do you stop with trying to make everybody happy? It's just. It's a song. It's there's. Looking up, I didn't see anything wrong with the words and, and the song or anything like that. So, is it really offending anybody? Did, I, did anybody hear anybody complaining about the song? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult, touchy situation. I've had a few discussions with some people, and I mean, people are entitled to their 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 beliefs and you know their feelings and everything. And you know, thank goodness the discussions I've had have been civil and they haven't turned you know, mean or nasty or anything I, I don't agree with it um, you know obviously I'm I feel like I'm in the minority on this but there's really nothing that can be done about it now supposedly they've been working towards this for for years which I really don't believe that part of it but yeah I kind of don't believe it either but you know it's, it's it's what we it's what we you know it's one of those things it's what we believe. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's the same I mean, thing. It's... I, honestly, I think that it would have been better suited if if they would have took Tom Sawyer Island and dedicated that whole thing. You know, if they want to do Princess and the Frog, and have you know her restaurant set up on the the river as the paddle boat goes right. by and, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, attractions come and go, and unfortunately, this was 
a really popular one that they've decided to, uh, I guess, plus to a degree, <laughs> depending on how you look at that. But is it really going to be plus? Because we look at uh, the Frozen attraction at Epcot, while I really enjoy the attraction, I think it's fun. It's um, value imagineering at its finest, and I'd right. be worried that, that they're going to do the same exact thing to uh, Splash Mountain. You're going to you know, get a, a smaller budget, and now with the, the whole coronavirus going on, you know the budget's going to be slashed even more. Yeah, I would be interested to, to see if they even come out with, you know, this, this was our original plans, but we can't do that, or if it gets delayed, you know, for a year, a couple years, or whatever, till they can kind of rebound from the hit they've taken financially with everything. Right. Um, so back to some of the arrival day things. Uh, you know, if you're going to go to the park, do you have a typical first ride that you guys like to do or anything in the park that you like to do? Well, it. I mean, again, it depends on the park. Kind of like you, we, we don't have a tradition of this park first and, and all this kind of stuff. We always based it on... Uh, you know when what park was doing magic hours and, and all that kind of stuff which obviously doesn't apply now so it, it might change a bit for us but uh no, i mean normally it's going to be with you know kind of up to the kids so um let's say if we hit if we hit epcot we probably would go straight to test track that's my oldest son's favorite attraction um Hopefully the next time we go, my youngest will be tall enough to get on it. We don't have to switch out on that, but uh, we normally would hit something like that, uh, and then after that we would find something that's got a, you know, a shorter wait, maybe, you know, cut across the park over to Nemo and, and go in there and look at the fish and everything for a while or something along those lines. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, it's if we're there, let's just say, I mean, there's been a couple of times where. We've gotten to we've gotten the, the six a.m. flight and uh, we've landed at nine and got to the park at ten thirty. And one of the first things that we've done a couple of times is got a uh, citrus roll to start the day. So if if it works out that way at that time frame, that would be like the first thing to do. It's a great way to start the trip. But as far as attractions go, it's not we don't do anything. It's just like we'll work on our fast pass and and try to hit something one of those things first. But we never have an attra- a, a one ride that we always start our trip with. There might be a ride that we'll end it with, um, and a lot of times it's the carousel just because it seems to work out that way, and it's actually nice, especially at night. But there's nothing ever that starts it. So um, it's it's so hard. Like your arrival day is just such a, a such a weird day for us. It's because you everything is different. It's all based on what time we get there and whether we're doing the parks or not that day. Yeah, and I've always been the one too. I've been hesitant with trying to make you know fast passes. You know, because you don't want to get get yourself too close to when you get to the park and not be able to make the fast pass, and then you wasted one. And you know, it's kind of hard to try to play that out at that point in time because who knows like you said if you're flying anything go wrong there you know there's all kinds of things that can slow you down before you get to the park so normally if i'm making fast passes it's going to be later in the evening and i know a lot of people say that doesn't make sense but if it's my first day and i'm not getting in till noon or so then i definitely don't want to try and make it any you know any earlier 
No, you know, which which makes sense too, because you're going to be also be limited on the attractions that you're going to be able to get as a an extra fast pass after your first three are done anyway. So, you you know, you're going to get. Let's just say you get to the park at two o'clock, so you have one at two, one at three, one at four. Meaning, so another you can get another one after you ride your attraction at four o'clock. That doesn't. You weren't going to be able to get into uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train with a fast pass at seven o'clock anyway most times of the year. So right. getting that extra fast pass. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, really, nothing else like arrival day for us. You know, we might get uh, a f- a food delivery or something like that, and we'll put stuff away. Um, but nothing out of like out of the ordinary for us. It's like one of those weird things. Like, I know there's so many people that have traditions for it. Uh, if you have a, a tradition, like on your first day, people out there, please let us know. We'll um, you know, email us, message us, whatever. Um, maybe we'll talk about it on the air and bring it up again at another point. To listen, what you do, we should have like left it open for uh, the listeners anyway. But there's it's it's some limit in what we do. Yeah, it's um. Arrival Day more is, is survival and, you know, getting rested up for, for the following day. So it's, it, I don't know. We I don't know if I've ever gone into a park on that first day because, like I said, we've, we're either flying down later in the afternoon or we've drove down. Like when I was younger, we would stay in Fort Wilderness. Well, my dad would pull a camper down. So, you know, you know we'd leave north carolina four in the morning five in the morning maybe you know drive nine hours and then when we get down there you have to set the camper up and so by the time you've done all that you don't want to go to the park right. you just want to you know find somewhere and sit down and relax a little bit so maybe go for a swim yeah yeah that's that's definitely i mean we would go down you know by the uh, by the water and just kind of watch the boats and you know that's that's kind of a a good way to start and hear the the sounds of the magic kingdom off in the distance and you get the, the boats going back and forth. So yeah, like I said, you just kind of sit back and relax and hopefully have something cold to drink in your hand. Right. I mean, there were times when where we'd, we might um, get it to Disney late when the last, one of the only things that you could do is ride the monorail around the, the, mm-hmm. the loop a few times. We might've done that. Um, but now with kids, that's not something we do. I will say there was one time, um, I had I got off work and flew down to meet like my mom and uh, the boys and Melissa had already gone down and I flew it, it, this was one of the worst I flew from from Raleigh to Washington had a layover and then flew from Washington to Orlando and I think it was like twelve thirty ish when I got got into Orlando and obviously there was nobody in Magical Express so that was nice but going in the when you first go on property, the, the sign was dark. Like they had already turned the lights out, and I was like, "Wow, I feel I feel kind of let down." I figured that would be on like all night or whatever, but right. they had uh yeah they had turned the lights out, and I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks." Jeez, <laughs> that's crazy. All right, uh, I have got nothing else. Um, trying to think, is, is there anything recently happened that? No, I don't know of anything. We talked about Splash Mountain song. Oh, <laughs> the guy beating up the the guard at was it? Ep, that's, when I sent that to was it Epcot or Magic Kingdom? Epcot. Yes, yeah, Steve talked about it in the news today. Yeah, yeah. that's oh my gosh, people, man. I really 
It's just a mask. I mean, I understand it's not comfortable. You don't want to deal with it. It's Florida, but still, is it worth going to jail and being told never to set foot back on Disney property again? No, it's not. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's people for you. Yeah, it's just uh, crazy times, and I guess it wouldn't be 2020 if you didn't have something like that. So, Very true. All right, are we done? That we're this done. Is, this is a short one. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you for not making a joke. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, you want me to do it now? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. You said it earlier today in, in the episode, and I let that one go, too. Well, uh, no, it wasn't pertaining to you. Oh, I don't, I don't even know now. So. That's okay. I'll, leave, I'll let it go. Let it I'll go. After you like and listen again. Let it go. <laughs> Alright, that's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Put the vacation experts at mousepros.com to help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook and Enchanted Tiki Talk. Instagram and Twitter is at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Hotline, which is 256 for my Tiki. 256-469-8454 and if you enjoy the show please take the time to rate us on iTunes you said Twitters did I? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny when people say Twitters <laughs> I like that um, you can find me on the Twitters at um, I think it's TikiSean99 I think um, you can find Keith there as well and uh, when his internet works yeah when it works um, that's it <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Instagram and uh, it's mholly579 and Twitter is MattGoesDopey. Uh, special thanks to Steve for the news this week. So make sure you check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. And with that being said, Alan, you can take over, my friend. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan. And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by KingdomStrollers.com for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.